This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Once again, to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Excited for today's episode, uh, we're drinking Yellowstone Limited Edition from the 2019 release. Uh, but before I get into that, I wanted to talk about a little bit of business. A uh, way you can support us this week is by seeing us and, and, and following us and friending us on Facebook. That's what you do? I don't know. I, I'm not really on Facebook, but I know Robbie takes care of most of that stuff. And I think you follow in terms of like groups or something like that. I don't know. Is it a, or maybe you friend in this case? I don't know. But anyway, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we don't do much on Twitter, even though we have an account, but we also have Patreon, patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Those are great ways to support us. So hit us up. That's the business. We got a big episode today. Um, I have a lot of history and it's pretty cool history, I'd like to think. Um, but before we get into anything regarding the whiskey, Robbie, how are you doing? Oh man, Cole, I am doing pretty well. You know, it's been a decent week. Um, it's funny right now I have two of my three daughters on antibiotics cause Oh no. Yeah. They have earaches and stuff, but I got tough girls and it's like, I had to take the day off today because my mom had appointments and, um, stay, so I like had to stay home with the girls cause she couldn't be here for the whole day. So it was like, well. The portions that she was not going to be able to make it, I had to take a day off for. Yeah, it was not a low key day, man. They like they have these ear infections are on antibiotics, and they were just all over the place. It was like I don't know what was going on. So, um, super glad to be drinking some whiskey right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's what, it's what I need after a long day. But uh, no, it's yeah. good. Life is good right now. You know, everything's going all right. Got some uh, winter weather here in Boise, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Finally, like we haven't. It's been a weird winter for us. Not a lot of snow. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, we got a ton of snow the other night. And how much? Uh, uh well, two and a half inches. So okay. in one That's in good. like twelve hours, which is a good amount. For sure, mm-hmm. but for yeah, yeah. for us, that's a, a decent amount for sure. But uh, so it's kind of fun to play in the snow a little bit with the girls and shoveling the driveway and um, yeah. So it's been pretty good. Yeah, how's your week been, Cole? It's been good. Uh, it's a little bit stressful, and I won't go Uh-oh. fully into that. It's just like mending hurts in a friendship, um, and and so it's been good though. Like, but it's always like, oh man, you know when you like realize you've hurt someone mm-hmm. and you're like crap like mostly about yeah. yourself you're like ah oh, i wish i hadn't done that and yeah. i didn't intend to of course but that was good you know we actually me and this friend talked about it and it was good i you know i'm sure he might even listen to this podcast but he knows uh he knows that i was sincere about it but um that was that was a little stress in my week for yeah, sure Yeah, no kidding that's always like that's hard i think i think you and i yeah. are very similar in that way where it's like we don't we're very uh concerned about other people's feelings and yeah, when we hurt them it's that. like oh you uh you just you it's like a weight on you we're like i didn't want to hurt you i am yeah oh that's yeah. rough yeah yeah so but i think we're past uh the point of 
like feelings right now. I think we're just like, you know, cool, not cooling down. We were never like, you know, um, up in arms or anything like that. Yeah. But I think it's just like, no, I think we're good from here. And, and it's good. just kind of just picking up where we left off. So that's good. That's good. Um, and then what else? I have oh this diet thing's still going down and I've lost like yeah yeah I'm like five pounds lighter now uh, in a week and a half or uh, yeah a week and a half Mm -hmm. and um so that's been cool um I don't feel any different like Heather was like you know I want to see how it feels like how I feel internally and stuff I feel zero percent different I think. Part of that is because I can eat anything I want to typically and I don't feel Mm -hmm. bad about it. Like some people, it took me until I was in my mid 20s to realize when people said, yeah, I could eat that thing, but I'll regret it later that they (laughs) actually meant they have pain later. Yeah. And I thought they were always referring to like, oh, I shouldn't eat that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just like. Why wouldn't you eat that? Like, and and it makes sense to me that I don't suffer from any stomach issues for the most part. Yeah, uh, I've gotten sick off of one thing I can remember. Um, so I think I have a stomach of a vulture. And uh, <laughs> th- although the last time I really boasted that was the time I got sick, so I might not want to boast <laughs> that too out. much. Have you yeah, ever have but, you ever researched uh-huh. like vultures and their eating habits? No, but I know oh, they can. Man. Their stomachs can digest a steel nail. Apparently, Dude, it is amazing stuff. Amazing, yeah. So, like, I don't know if you're like if you geek out on stupid facts, just go, uh-huh. go research vultures and their eating habits. It's I'm disgusting down. and amazing. Yeah, yeah. Are there videos? I don't know. I mostly I hope there are. Yeah, I'm sure you can find something, but it's like. They're disgusting and amazing all at once. So, yeah, that's like yeah. that's like leaf bugs to me. They're what like bugs? disgusting what? leaf bugs. You know those ones that look like a leaf? Oh, like Katie dids, Caddy dids. No, I'm talking about big, big ones. Like I don't know, like ones that are like flat, like the like a leaf. Where do they anyway, live? look them up later. It'll disgust you and enthrall you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. leaf um, bugs. Yeah, yeah, put that on your list. And listeners, put that on your list if you don't know what I'm talking about. And they like sway with the wind, and it's crazy. It's like stick bugs. You ever seen a stick bug? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a stick bug, but a leaf. Okay, I'm gonna write that down. Um, but anyway, I'm trying to think what else has been going on. Okay, oh, can, um, can I stop you for a second? Please. You, um, so talking about eating things and feeling horrible. Sunday was the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. I. I I rarely, like you, feel like I can I can eat something and then like usually I'm like whatever it's not a huge deal. Oh my goodness, Sunday! So I went over to my buddy uh, <laughs> Bostrom's house and uh, he this guy can he's he knows how to smoke meat. So he had a ton of ribs, like these jalapeno poppers. Like I ate Yo. like crazy. We had I brought a bunch of whiskeys over. He had a bunch of his own, and uh, we ate lots of red meat and drank a bunch of whiskey and then uh i was fine 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 and then i went to bed i fell asleep um you know and all of a sudden like 10 minutes later 15 minutes later i don't know how long it was because i was asleep i just like and i was like i'm gonna puke had heartburn for the first time like in forever and i was like oh my gosh like i can't believe it. like never happens to me but yeah it's all those jalapeno poppers all those get you yes red meat and poppers i don't know it wasn't the whiskey. Crazy. I love my whiskey, but 
Yeah, yeah the whiskey only the, helps those kind of things. Yeah, the whiskey was going after it. Whiskey's helpful. No, whiskey was crazy. protecting me. The, it was like, hey, yeah. try, it was trying to take down the poppers, but the poppers were popping. Yeah, they were popping hard. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that stinks. So you don't you don't deal with uh, what do you call it? Like uh, stomach issues much at all? Besides no. that, I mean, like it sounds like that's rare. No, yeah, like I like I I can eat pretty much anything, and like I one time like when I was in college, I got heartburn from like a tuna fish sandwich. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, few and far between do I get really stomachy issues related to food. I but then oh, again, that's my, good. My motto is like, when in doubt, puke it out, and you're good to go. You know, like oh I'm really? Oh, absolutely. I feel a little bit sick. I puke, and my wife's like, not a big deal. She like my family doesn't even get concerned anymore when I puke because I'm like, I don't feel good. I'm just gonna go puke, and usually I feel better afterwards. I don't know, but unless yeah, I always that sounds like it's a stomach issue in and of itself, but I I don't consider it. <laughs> so I hate to puke. Like it's almost like this weird fear, and like there are people that are like deathly mm-hmm. afraid of puking there's like yep. a what do they call it a um metaphobia or something like that mm-hmm. i forget what it was but um but i'm not like at that level but i just like avoid it but then at a certain point i'm like yeah if i puke i'm gonna feel better Dude, um, like, doubt, it, like it what out. i did last summer yeah. yeah but i've heard i'll go over this really quick because i've heard of a story of you okay. um, from one time i was at a camp and I know Robbie had one time been a counselor at this camp, and uh, I heard stories of a like a skit where yep. you had to drink a full gallon of milk and then you just puke it back yeah, up. Yeah, no, it was, dude. You you you're selling it short. It was a magic milkshake machine. <laughs> so my cabin was like, well, we got, we have no idea. So I was like, we gotta do a skit. So I uh, I drank a gallon of uh, close to a gallon of chocolate milk. So my belly was full. And then we uh, get to this skit in front of the whole, whole <laughs> camp, and they give me a like a creamer, like a vanilla creamer, and they go, "We're gonna turn this vanilla creamer into a gallon of chocolate milk." So I drink the creamer <laughs> and then just full on vomit up the gallon of chocolate milk, which is disgusting. But then like my co counselor was like, "But does it taste good?" And I was like, "You got to find out." And uh, he drank my vomit, so. No. Yeah. So, and actually, you know, the funny thing is, I did that in college as well. There was like a stupid human trick thing, uh-huh. and my buddy Quinn Donlin and I did that. And Quinn and I totally forgot. Like I was going to do it that night, and I worked at a sandwich shop, and I ate a Hawaiian sandwich, and my vomit was chunky. And Quinn was like, "Dude, you weren't supposed to eat." And I'm like, "I am so sorry." But, <laughs> but Quinn Donlin drank my vomit, and uh, unfortunately, we only won second place in the stupid human contest. <laughs> Because the the first place people had more friends there, so. <laughs> like I said, I'm a good vomiter. I like to vomit. That's great. <laughs> I'm gonna write this on the show notes. We talk about uh, like uh, blended bourbons, and we talk about vomiting, <laughs> and yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, anything else going on in your life? Oh man, I, I do. Uh, you know, before we kind of move on here, I do want to give yeah. a quick shout out. Like, I don't know. I just please to me the. The community of this is a lot of fun, and we have a couple of new listeners. And you know what? Like, I just want to give a quick shout out. Just thank you for listening, guys. Uh, one of my wife's uh, coworkers, Richard Clues, uh, nice. he's been listening, and uh, you know, he's texted my wife a couple times, like, "Oh, so and so, Robbie mentioned this and that." So it's it's pretty excited having some new listener there. And then uh, on Instagram, uh, Dramhound. I don't know what he goes, what his real name or anything, but by on Instagram, he's Dramhound. 
pretty cool guy, uh, commented on a couple of things and just want to say, hey, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. So yeah, if you're listening, seriously. reach out to us, you know, we'd love to give you a shout out. We'd love to know that, you know, you're there and, uh, True. especially if you're new, you know, it's a lot of fun to just kind of interact and, you know, please, please hit us up on the social media. Cause that's, that's a fun way to, you know, get conversations going. So anyway, just yeah, give a quick shout out to those two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. And and feel free to keep hitting us up. Um yeah, absolutely. we are still still humble. No, I'm kidding. We're still uh, available to just, you know, chat it up. You can message us on Instagram or something like that and mm-hmm. we'll hit you back. So, yeah. Um sure. I guess we'll move on to the next portion. So, I am doing as always the um history portion, but before I get into the history of the Yellowstone limited edition bourbon of the 2019 variety uh well let's take a quick break all right back in business we're here with chill filtered drinking Yellowstone limited edition (laughs) 2019. I should, you know, I remember Adam used to do like his like radio voice and I'm not good at impressions. Um, but I'll be welcome back and like, you know, stick to your coach, stick to the coach. What's his name? Oh, uh, coach Hines. Yeah. Welcome back. (laughs) You mother grabbers. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> um that one's gonna be loud on the mic i can assure you of that one. Oh, adam's got his um, work cut out in post-production here exactly <laughs> so so uh the the distillery were um that this whiskey is associated with is the limestone branch distillery and i thought i'd go into a little bit of a dive into what this one represents in a lot of ways um so the first note i had on my paper is Beams on beams. Uh, In previous episodes, I've mentioned how the beam family is pretty much everywhere. You know, of course, we have the Jim Beam Distillery. Uh, Heaven Hill's got a big connection with the beams. Um, And they've also had a hand, the beam family, in the growth and and spurring on of many distilleries, including Maker's Mark, uh, Stitzel Weller, Mm -hmm. Early Times, Four Roses, Michter's, and Barton. All had some beam help in some way uh they're pretty much everywhere and they're legendary people uh the first notable beam was a guy named jacob beam and he was born in berks county pennsylvania which is not far from where i grew up actually uh he is estimated to be born what's that west West, of philadelphia born and raised (laughs) (laughs) and then uh yeah which is not not too hood or anything like that um (laughs) Uh, what was I? Uh, yeah, so it was estimated to be born like 1750 to 1770 range, which is a huge range if you really think about it. Um, oh, wait, say that, but later, say that again. So 1750 to 1770, that's that the is- range I'm seeing of when he was born. <laughs> so 20-year range. Yeah. Um, but later he moved to what is now Kentucky, Nelson County. Uh, his family immigrated from Germany. Uh, with the original name BAME, which is uh, spelled B-O-E-H-M, pronounced though BAME. Uh, with I, I bring this BEAM stuff up for a reason, actually. I mean, we're talking about some random distillery, uh, but it relates to the distillery. 
There's another guy in the big whiskey world, and his name was Joseph Washington Dant, uh, also known as J.W. Dant. Uh, They named a whiskey after this guy. Um, He was a pretty notable Kentucky distiller who basically his heyday was in the 1830s, um, and he was rocking a very successful distillery. And, uh, you know, one of those, one of those businessmen that like bought up other distilleries in a lot of ways. Um, and why do I bring up Jacob Bean and Beam and J.W. Dant? Well, Limestone Branch Distillery was started by Steve and Paul Beam, uh, whose father's lineage, of course, goes back to Jacob Beam by the last name. It makes it a little easy, uh, but whose mother's lineage goes back to jw dant so both of these guys these brothers um yeah are connected with these legends in in history of of distilling they're basically you could call them eighth or eighth um generation distillers so that's kind of cool eight generations um i would love to be a first generation distiller but eight dude i would I would love to be a distiller one day. Of course, that's a huge thing. Yeah. But, but you know, I mean, these guys started late in life. They started, I mean, they look like they're in their 60s, maybe late 50s. Um, and they only started uh, about less than 10 years ago. And I'll get to that. So they, I would like to think they had bourbon in their blood from day one. Uh, in 2011, so just about 10 years ago, they broke ground on the distillery, um, the Limestone Branch Distillery in Lebanon, Kentucky. Uh, they revamped the Yellowstone brand, which was actually an old brand uh, from the that started in the late 1800s. That was named in honor of the newly named national park, oh. even though it was in Kentucky bourbon. Yeah, um, and by a wholesaler or wholesale firm uh, called Taylor and Williams, the Yellowstone brand um, was actually under uh, Joseph Washington or J.W. Dance ownership at one point. So that's kind of cool. Uh, mostly a non-distilling producer, uh, but they are starting their own stuff, like their own juice now. Um, but in 2015, uh, Luxco, uh, which, who's behind like things like um, Blood Oath and a few others, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe Luxco was behind that Irish one we had too. I might be wrong, but um, the, 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 the skeleton, Sexton, I believe. Okay. Yeah. But... Um, uh, they've been, yeah, Luxco did like a half buyout, like half the equity is owned by Luxco and the rest is, I believe, owned by the owners. Um, but they've been rocking since. Um, and so the bottle we're drinking today is apparently, uh, like I, one thing I looked up about the Yellowstone brand, mm-hmm. um, was that in the sixties, Yellowstone <clears throat> was the largest selling whiskey brand in Kentucky. Which is huh. pretty cool. Wow, that's yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, yeah, when you when you look back, I mean, like it makes me want to see if I ever find a bottle of Yellowstone. It's pretty big, mm-hmm. um, but I believe in like the '90s it kind of phased out, but then they brought it back in. Like I said, um, in 2016 or no, no, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, 2011. But in 2016, they started this special limited edition release, the one that we're drinking today, basically. <clears throat> in 2016 they finished their bourbon uh that they sourced um that was pretty much already aged uh from um and they basically finished it in non-specified wine casks 
Hmm. Um, the, the next release, they actually took those same exact wine casks and then charred them and then finished the bourbon in those. Because, huh. of course, you can't age it completely in those because you have to age in new oak to be yeah. a bourbon. Um, and then in 2018, they did it again with a heavy char, which is pretty cool. So, um, and then in 2019, they probably broke all the barrels because they were already charred enough. So, gosh, you were so going to say? So, they, the first one, in, was it 16 or 17? They aged it in the wine barrels, then charred yep. those same barrels they already aged in. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, they finished them in those same barrels. They didn't just after get charring new, them again. After charring them again. Okay. I gotcha. That's pretty impressive. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's something that not many people do. Yeah, um, definitely have to look back and see if we can find some stuff on that. And I'd love to read some of the notes on that. Yeah, for sure. And they said it was pretty different. Like the the two years, the the 2017 and 2018 were pretty different from what I heard, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. But yeah, the barrels are probably uh, overused by this point. Yeah. So um, they didn't do that this time in the 2019 release. Uh, even though um, previous barrels were blends of straight bourbon, similar to this one, this one's actually just a little bit older. Um, usually we saw a range of four to 12 years. Uh, the ones we're seeing in these, uh, like the, the the bourbons within this blend of bourbons is only nine years and 12 years. So it's a little older in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steve, I believe, uh, Beam said, these were from hidden gem barrels in the in the Rick House, so we okay. don't even know where he's getting his um, stuff. Uh, but it is 101 proof, uh, which is a really good proof in my book. It's a little better than 100 in terms of large numbers. <laughs> um, I mentioned last week that this is a weeded bourbon, and I was very wrong. And actually, oh. um, Caleb Olson reached out, and he was nice enough to be like, "Hey, I don't." I'm not sure this is a weeded bourbon, so I will take that one. I looked it up. I have no idea what I was thinking. I think one time someone mentioned to me at the bar that I worked in, and I just took it for truth, um, but it is not a weeded bourbon. Even though there have been weeded bourbons within certain years of this limited edition, mm-hmm. uh, I don't believe this one is a weeded bourbon in it at all. Okay. Um, so there are only 12,500 bottles for this release, and we actually have bottle 11,143 that we're drinking from. And thanks to our awesome supporter, Caleb Olson, yeah. who sent us this sample. Caleb, we're so grateful. Thanks for what you do. We, we always appreciate you, man. So thanks. Uh, I hope you're drinking with us this week. Um, MSRP, according to um, their website, is $100. And you might you might find it a little higher than that typically though, from what I've seen. So that's it. That's the history I got. I'm really excited. I actually have like getting my hopes up for this one. And I I like to think I keep my hopes at a good level, but I'm excited for this one. Me too. Like you know, I, I've been mentioning it to you for the last couple of weeks, like this is the one I want I really want to try this. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even realize it like researching it, I didn't realize how um, special edition this was. Yeah, neither do I. I. So like, I'll see yeah, Yellow, I just Yellowstone in general on the shelf, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, seen some like promotional stuff for it. But yeah, I didn't realize it. It was the special release, and it was as interesting as it was. So very excited here. Yeah, for sure. 
So I'm pouring it now. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm getting sick, but my nose is a little clogged right now. But I think I have a little gap of air I can breathe in. You'll all right. Pull pull through pull through for us, buddy. Do I think your I'm best. getting it. Oh man. Okay. So what? Do you, what was this finished in? Um, like, they don't it? say actually, don't and say. I don't know if it was finished. So honestly, I looked you, around a little bit, and there was nothing that told me it was finished. You know, if you were to tell me, like, if I would, you were just to hand this to me, and I, I would, I think it's right in the middle between like it's um, bourbony, but it's also mm-hmm. kind of like it's it got kind of like an Irish, like pear pear sweetness to it. I think, and on the nose, yeah, I'm getting like a oaky and berries. Okay, are the nose notes that I'm getting. You could talk me back that way too. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Definitely a little oaky too. Yeah, and and with a one hundred and one proof with twelve year influence of, and so it's technically a nine year uh, because that's mm-hmm. the lowest stage in it. But I can tell it's you know around ten ish. Um, and when you get like a ten year, usually, I mean, like for example, like something like Eagle Rare, you'll get a ten year, and it's, um. It is 90 proof, and this one's a little higher, so you get a little bit more oak off of it. So when you break 10 years, you usually get more, I mean, it makes sense, but you get more oak notes, especially on the nose. Yeah. I will say, um, I think you're right on that 101 proof. Like It it feels like it's in a sweet spot. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel, I mean, nose-wise, it doesn't really come off as that hot, but it's definitely, the heat is there. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a sip. This is, this is mm-hmm. uh, it smells phenomenal. Okay, so I just took a sip. It is sugary, um, like it very much seems like I don't know. I think sugary is a word more than sweet, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. It is dense and I wouldn't call it gritty, but I would call it like um, brown sugary, oaky, but really pleasant. I like this a lot. Oh man. So super, super pleasant. Like the oak is Mm. there, but it's, it's not overpowering. It's not too subtle. I feel like this is a well-balanced pour for sure. Um, yeah, I still like, I mean, if you were to tell me like, I, and especially since we had that, uh, what did we have last week where it was the, uh, the peaky blinder, oh, the, uh, peaky blinder. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, like you could have told me that was an Irish and I was like, whatever it's, it's straight, you know, sherry butts. Yeah. This, I'm like, I, I still, I'm like, is it, is it an, if you were to tell me it's an Irish, I would be like, yeah, I could see it being Irish, but it's, it's got a nice. It's just very kind of middle groundish, but in a good way. I think I get a yeah. lot. Of, I get a lot of like bright fruits in it, like a pear, maybe, um, maybe like a. Uh, I don't know what, what's a yellow apple. What's I, mean, I get golden I get delicious. Of, golden delicious. There you go. Yeah, I get a golden delicious off of it. Really pleasant. It's uh, very delicious. Yeah, I'm getting I'm coffee notes. Okay. 
I'm not getting pear, but I'm not against that at yeah. all. I, I think I'm going to go more towards like a golden delicious. I'm, I'm moving okay. away from pear a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what this does with water in it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drip some in there right now. Yeah, I think the biggest note I'm getting now is like toffee. Okay. Um, it's not. Let me let me get another sip real quick. So I will say, you say sweet, or you say sugary, but not necessarily mm. sweet. And I'm not really getting the sweet. It's definitely like I, I have an aversion, I think, to more of the sweet side of a bourbon, but I'm not getting that aversion here. So maybe it's just just sweet in the right way. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, this reminds me of like the toffee that my mom used to make. Um, um, and yeah, I dig it. I'm actually, I'm, I'm excited to put a little water in it, but I'm scared yeah. it'll, it won't be as good. This honestly, this reminds me of IW Harper 15. Oh, yeah. Um, which I believe was like 80 or 90 proof. Um, and you know, fifteen year old bourbon. This has got age to it, which is really pleasant age. Um, it tastes like it's older than even twelve years. Uh, not too much older, but it's really caramely, toffee, sugar. I love that kind of flavor. I love it. Yeah. And if I'm not getting like apples, which I love, this is the kind of bourbon that I want. Is like sugary, toffee, caramel. So I added water, and mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, I think it. I did a couple drops. I think I like it better with a little bit of water. It's uh, on the nose or with the taste. Both nose wise. Oh, really? Definitely nose wise for me. It leaned a lot more towards like that golden delicious kind of an apple. Ooh, um, I'm getting that now for sure. You, okay, good. All right, so yeah, yeah, and then um, I think it, the water improved the mouth feel a little bit. It uh, definitely just kind of just. I don't know, raced across my tongue almost when I took a sip of it. Um, it's really good. I think this uh, this is an extraordinary whiskey. And the um, palate really changed. Yeah. I feel like that Golden Delicious showed up. Even though, you know, I was talking, if I don't get apples, I want that. But now I'm starting to get apples. So there is a tiny bit of bitterness on the finish. Um, but it's worth it. In terms of the front of the palate being so sweet and sharply sweet in a good way, um, like that golden delicious mm-hmm. uh, flavor. See, um, I'm, I'm not getting the bitterness at all. I'm getting like on the back end of it, the heat. Like I feel like the heat's not there at the front, but at the back end of everything, all of a sudden it starts to get real warm. It's that good kind of warm where it's like from the inside out kind of a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that. I'm not getting bitterness though. That's good. Yeah, there's like this just at the end. It's not like it's almost like this feeling of bitterness rather than this taste of bitterness. And I, and it's truly like bitter, uh, okay. but it's not strong. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, there's tiny bit of bitter. Yeah, I'm about to drop a cube, but let me finish up this last sip of the water pour. So mm. I just dropped a cube. Um, Definitely muted things for me. see here giving it a little bit of time here to see if it brings anything out but yeah definitely yeah i'm getting muted i'm getting a little bit more berries than i was like that golden delicious kind of um 
not bad though. It's, I mean, it's definitely, I'd prefer the nose of the, um, I think water and then neat. And then, uh, the cube is, it's not bad, but definitely muted. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely muted. Um, worth finding out though. I'm going to go for a sip pretty soon, but, um, another thing while I talk about that, uh, color, it's not red. It's not orange. I mean, it might be a little orange. It's amber. I mean, you can't lie. It's, but you would expect that from a twelve nine to twelve year, yeah, one hundred one proof bourbon. I'd say it's a it's a little lighter than I would have expected it for the age. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so with the ice, I'm starting to get a little bit of bitterness. Which, yeah, you got yeah. it right off the bat. Yeah. I was like looking at like. I was kind of just like, not as good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, maybe I, take our word for it, everyone. Just try yeah. it neater with water. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, just from the neat part, I was like, this this has potential to be really good with ice. And yeah, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, like, I would definitely drink this. I would be happy to have this. But mm-hmm. yeah, give me a little bit of water in it, I think, is where I'm at. Neat was great, yeah. too. Uh, kind of steals the thunder when you take out the ice or yeah. when you put in the ice. Yeah. You know, and I think it's kind of like, I know going back to where you guys have been in the past is like the Yamazakis. I think it was Yamazaki yeah. 12 where the ice was amazing. And I kind of felt like it has potential to go there with the ice, but no, falling short for yeah. sure. What was the one we had recently where ice like was really good with it? Oh man. And it was a know. bourbon. I don't know. I gotta. Uh, I, I don't have that. In my. I. I need to have my notes closer for questions like that, Cole. Yeah. Keep your notes close, and your notes closer. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you? What do you? What are you getting from the ice? Uh, just the bitter takes over. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not pleasant. Um, yeah. I. You know. I'm gonna take. I think. I think honestly, though, I liked the neat pour better than the water pour uh, by a little bit, not by much. But then the ice pour, not going to judge on that one. Yeah, (laughs) ice pour, it brings it down quite a bit. Yeah. The nose is pleasant, but yeah, the bitterness shows up quite a bit. Yeah, I think, yeah, the nose is not bad, but it's really... It's not there. I mean, it was so muted with the ice that it, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think ice is even worth it on this one. Yeah. All right. I'm formulating a. Ugh. Ugh. I just want to wash <laughs> it down with some neat. With I'm some actually going to do that with some neat whiskey. Oh, okay. If they said meat, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> As we said in Philadelphia, wash it down with some cheese and meat. Sounds good to me. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm just, just gonna, I just poured a little bit of neat whiskey and I'm just, I mean the Yellowstone, I'm going to wash it down. Yeah, no, I, I just finished mine. I had a little bit left from my water pour and mm-hmm. the, the ice just ruined it. Even that next drink, it just, I, it's just getting that bitterness now. It's just staying in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I do have a rating. 
and it's higher than what I've given things recently. I've kind okay. of been in the, I feel like I've been in the seven, six and seven range for a while. I'm going to okay. break out of that and I'm going to give this an 8.15. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I, I low love it. Ah, uh, no, it's, it's really a high like it. That's what it really is. But it's a really? high like okay. it for sure. Yeah. I like it. Low love it. Yeah. Okay. Um I'm gonna go an eight point two on it. I re like the water pour to me really it just kind of everything else starts showing up a little bit more. I think the as soon as it hit you know, the mouthfeel of it, it just raced across my tongue. It was like, oh, it was good. So I'm gonna go yeah. with, say eight point two. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. eight point two is what I said. I'm sticking to my guns on that and it was oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like it. <laughs> I love so, it. I, yeah. I need that every time. Yeah. I, I will say though, um lived up to my expectations. I know with the full proof we came into that episode and I was like I think my expectations were a little too high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my expectations were peaked and interested for sure, but this lived up to it. It was a definitely a good one. That was the one that was good with ice. I think. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what we had. That yeah. was that was better with ice. Yeah. So um okay, cool. So that was good. Well I think we'll roll right into our uh favorite segment or whoever maybe it's someone's favorite. They're like, Man, I can't wait for this portion of the show. <laughs> it's Somebody's time. just Oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> someone's just fast forwarding to this point. Yeah, they're like quick. And if you are around forty know, minutes in or like thirty five minutes in. If this is your favorite part of the show you tell us and we'll call you out we'll shout you out for sure mm-hmm. yeah it's time for whiskey world news all right so it's kind of funny because this is very topical um it is we're recording on thursday february 6th 2020 i uh found an article that i wanted to read cole sent me one is like i don't know it's kind of a weird source <laughs> um and i actually found a similar art the same article essentially and i was like i don't know kind of weird source and look for a better source um so anyway we're reading an article um from the new york post which as i understand may nice. not be the best source but it's at least um legitimized by time i don't know uh so the fact gonna... that it's printed <laughs> yeah but anyway this is from the new york post and the author of this particular article is lee brown and we don't take any um credit for having written this or anything we're just reading what lee brown wrote and it's titled uk teacher claims he beat coronavirus with hot whiskey and honey all right so the first britain believed to have been diagnosed with coronavirus reckons he cured himself with hot whiskey and honey Teacher Connor Reed, who's 25, told the son that he thought he was going to die when he was hospitalized two months ago in Wuhan with a Chinese, the Chinese city at the center of the outbreak that has killed more than 360 people. Yet he claims he refused to take antibiotics and instead used an inhaler and drank a hot whiskey with honey until that ran out. It's an old-fashioned remedy, but it seemed to do the trick, he told the UK paper. I'm proof coronavirus can be beaten. Reed who moved to Wuhan last summer to teach English, went to a hospital after a bad cough left him struggling to breathe, he said. After two weeks in the hospital, 
He was finally discharged and only later learned that he had been diagnosed with the virus that has sickened more than 17,000 people around the world. (laughs) So I'll stop there because the rest is more medical than whiskey related. But, Cole, what are your thoughts here? Does whiskey cure the common cold, let alone the coronavirus? Yeah, so two things come to mind. I've been somewhat tracking the coronavirus and seeing what's the mortality rate there because I work in insurance and I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, his chances of dying were like 2 to 3%, which is probably no better than influenza. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think the thing about coronavirus, what I've seen... is it is a low um, mortality rate, high um, spread rate, or like a, yeah. a contagious rate, I guess. Um, it's easy to spread, not super easy to die from. Like, I think more, I think there is a higher mortality so rate. I might be wrong like in peanut influenza. butter here, right? Creamy peanut butter. It's easy to spread. But yeah. Not a lot of people die from it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but some people will, you <laughs> some know, with people allergies will. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Who are, you know, prone to that kind of thing so so i think this guy is you know nothing special to me when he says i drank whiskey (laughs) and i you know was cured everyone gets cured you know like two to three or no no no, 47 to 48 people out of 50 are cured (laughs) you know if that's what you consider so like brit dude that's why you're in the new york post (laughs) because because it's nothing special. Most, the high, high, high majority of people get over it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I would be proud to say that, I guess, if I yeah. made it through. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, similarly. So my wife is in um, healthcare. She's a nurse practitioner. Yeah. And it's one of the things, like, so you get any sickness if you're, what, immunocompromised in any way. So you're elderly. You've got some sort of other disease or sickness going on that compromises your immune system, you're probably going to die. So a 25-year-old dude, typically pretty good immune system. He's probably all right. But that being said, I will cite this article anytime I get the sniffles, and I'm going to be like, honey, give me the hot toddy, baby. I got to have my whiskey kill this virus from the inside out, right? Yeah. So, So, um. There, there is, you know, like the old beam that's like the overly manly man who's like got his fists up, like ready to fight. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's one of the memes where it's like, um, cough syrup, you mean scotch? And I, that's how I imagine he says it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that every time I get a cough, I'm like, well, I could just drink. And I don't even drink like bourbon. I'm just like, today's a day for scotch, especially Isla scotch, like a nice smoky scotch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I go for when yeah. I feel sick, which mm-hmm. I'm worried I'm getting now because one of my nostrils is completely clogged. <laughs> well, I've heard to clear your throat a couple of times, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Time, Uh-oh. time year, for though. scotch. Uh-oh. Let's do a back-to-back episode. Here we go. What are we drinking, Cole? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's just keep it going. Let me run downstairs and grab some bard bag. Yeah. yeah. So I like that one. Do you remember? Do you remember the, the was it the bird flu? Was it bird flu? Avian flu, yeah. Avian flu, yeah. Avian flu, the bird flu, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But like, I don't know. The guy got his fifteen minutes. You know, he had a 
interview with the son and uh you know now it's gonna be like if some dude came up to me was like hey i got the bird flu i'd be like cool because that's like what 20 years ago so anyway (laughs) (laughs) no fun i I don't know it's kind of fun like yeah any reason to drink more whiskey is always good to me so it's funny how it showed up on both of our feeds (laughs) even though it's like not a super (laughs) legitimate source yeah yeah so. Yeah. So anyway, we're not medical professionals. I think alcohol lowers your ability to fight. Probably. Yeah. Anyway. But it makes not if it, you're an overly manly man though. It it lifts your spirit though. Yeah. And oh. there it goes. There it is. All right. Hey cool. Might as well just close it up now. Yeah, go ahead. What is some random listener's third favorite segment on our show? Is it time for what whiskey would you choose? It is, Cole, and I've got a scenario for you because I'm going to jump on this right away. <laughs> so here's the scenario, Cole. Your friend says you only have $30 <laughs> to buy a whiskey. You go to the liquor store. You come out with four roses for $21. Your friend comes <laughs> out with Woodford Reserve for $34. Uh, yep. Which one is the And it was total jerk? wine. Yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> so I think I think by um, disqualification, I think you won this week. I won just to dis. Yeah, you're yeah. disqualified. Cool. Yeah. So apparently, so, Woodford Reserve is worth more than thirty bucks at Total Wine, which is kind it. of the baseline. It is. So I yeah. am wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie and, wins by disqualification. Yeah. So I went to the liquor store because I'll you know I'll go in there. Every Wednesday because that's when we uh when my liquor stores get their shipments and I was like, wait a minute. I uh-huh. can't buy Woodford for thirty plus tax, especially. Yeah. And uh so yeah, Cole lost by disqualification. So I got deet. Yeah. So on Instagram, Cole definitely he won. It wasn't it wasn't our closest one. I think it was like sixty seven percent to what mm-hmm. I don't do the math. Thirty three. Thirty three. I think it was closer than that, maybe. Maybe it was fifty seven percent to forty three. Yeah. But, uh, it was somewhat it was, close, yeah. It was a little closer, yeah. So but Cole definitely won, but he is disqualified. And if you voted yep. for Cole's, you're disqualified too. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should definitely keep a tally of who wins every week and kind of just like see oh. like this is the week that I have to win. <laughs> Because like we're tied up, and I want to say, I, I will say, I think we're either, I think you're either up one or we're tied. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and look, but please do. Yeah. yeah. All right, Cole. That was the snarky. Which whiskey would you choose? What's the real yep. whiskey? Would you choose? So the real which whiskey would you choose comes from one of our Patreon um, supporters. Oh, I was okay. thinking like subscriber. No, no supporters. Um, he said uh, in a quote. Oh, his name is Miles Ferguson. I didn't mention his name. Yeah, uh, Miles. Miles, we love you. Thanks He's for listening. He's active on both Instagram and Facebook, so we doubly love Miles. Is Tripoli. he? He's, uh, is he on Instagram? I know he's on Facebook. I don't know if he's on Instagram. Sure. Is he on Facebook? For sure. Miles is one Sweet. of Sweet. Love yeah. that guy. I get two likes per post, and Miles is always one of them. So. Oh, that's great. Him and yeah. uh, Jason Preston? Yep. <laughs> nice thanks jason we love you man i mean there's other likes here and there on it but they're yeah those are the two so oh that's great so he said in uh in a text to me so real thing potential for what whiskey would you choose 
I did a clinical test to compare monitoring equipment and got a few hundred dollars. Um, Besides taking Patricia, his wife, to a nice dinner, I decided to splurge on a nice bottle of whiskey. Yeah. And I'll explain what he went for. Actually, I'll just say it right now. He says, I went for Lagavulin Distiller's Edition, which is actually a great whiskey. Yeah. Um, What would you do if you had a free hundo to spend, or maybe a few hundos, um, to go to the uh, liquor store? And maybe let's say it's a good liquor store. Like they have more selection than your average liquor store. Okay. Um, but not nothing like you're not going to find George T. Stag on the um, you know shelf or anything. Yeah. But like, what would you get if you had maybe let's say 150 bucks? And I got to think of this myself. Okay. Well, I'm ready to go. Okay, go for it. So uh, I've I've kind of started finding I you know since we start I started being a regular on the podcast and hosting it now I've kind of found I've been going to a lot of liquor stores. Um, I stop yeah. if I drive by a liquor store, I stop, you know, if I got some nice. free time for sure. Um, I found my kind of liquor store here in, uh, the Boise area and, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> um, they have a real, I guess Idaho in general has kind of turned certain stores into whiskey stores. And so I found my whiskey store. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I guess I'm getting, I think I'm getting your cold. Let's get out of the scotch. Let's, um, but <laughs> so Isla. yeah, there you go. Um, my liquor store that I've been kind of going to regularly had, uh, a little, had blackened. I have not had blackened yet. So that's kind of one of my, like, if I had an extra hundo or 150, I think I would probably get that. What's and that, 80? Um, is it 80? I think it's 80. Is it 80? So I definitely Or maybe it's like, that. no, no, I think it's like 40. I don't remember. I, I don't know. Like, I can't I'll, read it. I thought right. it was around fifty. So that's kind of okay. Like yeah, let's go with my, that. But they didn't have it the last time I was there, so I'm definitely getting. And I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I go kind of what I like. And I did Four Roses a couple times. I did Balvenie once. Um, they had Balvenie um, Week of Peat the last time there. Nice. And I love Balvenie. I love it. I think they do a really good job. Just kind of like Buffalo Trace does, where they um, embrace change but kind of stick to to tradition. And, yeah. Uh, so I think I would get the Balvenie Week of Pete. And I think that was around 75, 80 bucks. So that's where nice. I'm probably going to go with just because I got I to gotta figure that out. Yeah, for sure. I'm still like mulling it over. Um, oh, really? Because I rambled on there, bud. You, gotta, you had I know, enough right? time. Uh, let's see. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was scotch, actually. Um, okay. You know, similar to what you're talking about with the Balvini. <clears throat> I know that um, Glendronic 18 is, um, you. I think it's about 120. Um, and that one's like, pfft. yeah, so I'm going to go with that. Because I also okay. ran out of that bottle recently. Um, I have the, I still have the 21 year. Um, but I think... Yeah, I'm out of the I'm out of the 18 year, and that's the first thing that came to my mind. I think also, <clears throat> if I saw a Willet Rye family estate, I might pick that up too. Okay. But I'm gonna as the main thing. <clears throat> sorry, there's something in my throat. Uh, as the thing that like you can put up on the what whiskey would you choose fight would be Glendronic 18. Glendronic 18, okay. Yeah. No, what what were you drinking on Sunday, Cole? I know, I know you had a... Oh, that was Glendronic 21. 
21. Okay. Yeah. All Which right. they're both like raisin bombs in terms of like flavor. <laughs> Similar to like, you know, I go nuts for sherry butts for sure. Well, when you um, say raisin bombs, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that last week. It was you like did, uh, yeah. a raisin load <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. All right. So you're doing Glendronic uh, 18. That's right. Yeah. I'm doing Balvini Wikipete. That's where we're yeah. at. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, hey, yeah. I would love to hear, like, definitely, this is probably one of my favorite things. I, whenever we post, uh, which whiskey would you choose? We do it on Wednesdays. Um, love to hear what people have to say. We had a lot of good conversations started on uh, this Wednesday. And, uh, you know. That's a good, that's a good, which whiskey would you choose? Because there's a lot of room there to move. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Um, next week on the podcast, we are drinking one that I have been desperately wanting to um, try for mm-hmm. almost, honestly, like a year now. I've had this bottle for over a year. Um, and... For some reason, even even when Adam was co-hosting, I'd be like, "All right, next week I want to drink George T. Stag," and uh, and then it would just get like pushed off, or we'd switch it up, or something like that. And I'd be like, "Okay, next week I want to drink George T. Stag." And then I think the episode that he gave his like sign off on, we were supposed oh, to drink George T. Stag, right. and uh, so I am ready to drink George T. Stagg 2018. Mm-hmm. And both Robbie and I, as we mentioned last week, got uh, bottles of 2019. I'll probably be popping one of those and we'll share it on the podcast. Um, so we'll maybe even like one day we'll like compare the two. Maybe when we do the 19, we'll also have the 18 to kind of like see how that one goes as well. Um, but yes, we are drinking 2018 George T. Stagg yeah. next episode. Perfect. Yeah, can't. And wait. then I think one of the ones we'll have to do after that soon is the one that uh, Ben Klepsig sent. Yeah, the uh, Jefferson's Grand. P- what is it? Oh, super Frenchy. Um, Pichon. Pichon. Pichon Baron. 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 Dude, I love Frenchies. Yeah, so let's do that. Let's do a uh, stag next week, and then the week after that. The Jefferson's Pichon Baron. I'm down with that. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Ooh, and Miles, I hear you got a new bottle of Lagavulin Distillers Edition. Uh oh. <laughs> now that Miles. I think about it, Cole's, hey, Cole's got a cold. He needs I got a some cold. scotch. I need some Miles Scotch. We got to kill yeah, that coronavirus so. Cole might have. Exactly. The podcast might be over. Dude, if I got the coronavirus, I would not be worried. Like, I'd be like, nah, this will pass. If you die, though, I don't know who I'm going to replace you with, Cole. Like, you're irreplaceable. Thanks. <laughs> so, better start chugging that scotch, the Isla scotch. Yeah. Cool. I got some good, I got some uh, Bowmore and Ardbeg at home, so I'll just, oh, gosh. just I, chug it. I hope you don't die, Cole. Yeah, me neither. I mean, eh, my time well, will come. I, I mean, I hope you don't die this week. Or the next week, you know, or the next year. I hope you don't die this week. Oh, thanks, Cole. And I hope our listeners don't die this week. But most of all, Robbie, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours.